from KMUW Wichita, from Toronto, Ontario, and from Armia, Spain. This is You're Saying It Wrong. Let's talk words. Let's talk words, but let's not talk letters. Or, well, let's talk letters we don't say. Look, just stay with us, you'll see what I mean. I'm Fletcher Powell, host and producer at KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. And joining me as they do each week, the authors of a borderline excessive number of books about the English language. I'm, I'm just kidding, you guys. We couldn't possibly have enough books from you. Kathy Petrus and Ross Petrus. Kathy Petrus from your home in Armia, Spain. What's the hot goss in Armia this week, Kathy? Well, it's it's a little cloudy, so I'm sad about that. But And it's like cold. It's only like in the upper, you know, 50s, low 60s. So I'm suffering. Suffering! <laughs> Ross Petrus in Toronto. Uh, how are your maple leafs doing, Ross? Well, Fletcherless don't. <laughs> We're not talking about it. I didn't realize Fletcher was so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say it was a genuine question. I haven't followed the list this year. <laughs> We're more up. We're not. We're talking here. We're basically big Raptors fans. Oh, good. So. Yeah. My Fred Van Vliet used to play for the Raptors, so I'll always have a soft spot for them. Yes. That's, that's it's funny because that's, that's Sylvia's favorite. She loved Fred Van Vliet. It's interesting. Anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> Today we are talking about uh, something that's just so frustrating. There's all these silent letters in words. Like there's just these letters that people just chucked in there and I, I can never understand why. So we're going to dig into that and find out why some of these words have these silent letters. Yeah, there are a lot of there. Interestingly enough, English has a lot of rules with silent letters. And I'm, I'm sure, Fletcher, you know all of them. But we'll just quickly go over the silent rule rules. Um, B is silent before T and M. Kath, okay. let's go fast. C is silent after S before I, E, or Y. It's also silent in the combination CK. Okay, memorize these, Fletcher. E is silent at the end of the word and makes the internal vowel a long vowel. GH is silent at the middle or end of a verb, and when preceded by an I, the I is long. K is silent in the combination KN at the word's beginning. N is silent in the diagraph <laughs> MN. P is silent in the combination PS at the beginning of the word. And W is silent in words beginning with WR, as well as a couple of other words. Okay, so you got that, Fletcher? <laughs> Every now single that one those of them. Rules in your head. Got them all. <laughs> got them all. Let's go figure some out. And these these are some that actually violate some of the rules or not it or not mentioned in some of the rules as well. So let's start with What is the extra letter in the word cupboard? That's going to be a tough one, Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Fletcher is scratching his head here. <laughs> the extra letter in the word cupboard is, well, cupboard is spelled cupboard, right? Right. And I guess we don't really say the P, so I guess the extra letter is a P. Right. And what happened? Why did the P go away? When we say it, uh, it's, what's what's it? Yeah. What, what's that called? Uh, it, well, it's not, do you think it's really silent or did we just kind of elide the sound? We just say it really fast 10 times and we'll know. Cupboard, 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 cupboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the P and the B basically are similar enough in sound that we that it merges and it becomes one. And we have the same issue with, with clabbered, right? Clapboard? Which yep. was the next word. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting too good here. Yes. Okay, but okay, extra credit though. Mm-hmm. Okay, clapboard is spelled 
if you pronounce it incorrectly, you hear it. Clap and board, correct? Right. right. Okay. What's the vowel replacement change in pronunciation? The vowel replacement change. Clab. Well, we say clabber, don't we? It's uh, yeah, that o, we do. That O-A is, we aren't saying clabboard. Right. Clabbered. It becomes like a schwa sound. Uh, sound. Yep. That's exactly it. Now we have another toughie here. B-L-A-C-K-G-U-A-R-D. B-L-A-C-K-G-U-A-R-D. So it's it's like two words, black guard. I, I guess right. just given what we have talked about just now with these other two words, cupboard and clabbered, I'm going to guess that it's blaggard, even though that sounds yes. really weird. Oh, that's interesting. You don't know that, you know, because that's like one of those things that was... Uh, you see it in like old, you know, highwaymen movies. It's uh-huh. like, oh, you're uh-huh. a blagger, right. aren't you? Right. I don't know why I'm swaggering when I say that. Well, but I yeah, you, you do got good swagger though. You Kat. gotta, yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but but it, there's a real mm, vibes disconnect, I think, between how that word is said and how that word looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, as a kid, I didn't know. I heard blaggard, and I had no idea. I had heard blaggard in movies. And I read Black Guard right, books, right. and I had no no idea that they were linked. None. The thing that I like is initially the word Black Guard literally was the people who wore black, mm-hmm. and they were not as they weren't at the level of other guards, like the real guards. Oh. They were like hired thugs or something. Oh, which I kind of think is cool. So then it became it evolved to be by the 1700s. It was like a crook. It was like a low life. Ugh, you blackguard. You know, I always thought it was sort of braggart. I, I kind of conflated it with as a kid. What about you, Ross? I did, too. I agree with you. And sometimes there's also another idea that I don't think is true. It comes from uh, the French word for joke, blag. But that's not a real etymology. No, I think black, the spell black guard. Yeah, no. The KG, though, becoming a G, it, it just sort of eroded, mm-hmm. if you will, over time. Mm-hmm. And they think it happened first in the Irish English, because that's where you first see the spellings where it's literally spelled blackguard. Yeah. And, um, and now that's an alternative spelling, incidentally, which I think makes sense. Because I tell you, you look at blackguard, you'd never think blackguard. Not at all. I wouldn't. No, not at all. <clears throat> Are there any other words where CK turns into a G? I don't know. That's a really good question. It's One thing I wanted to say quickly, though, apparently the CK and G sounds are usually correct by about four years old. The key thing is the G is voice. Remember we were talking about voice before. Your vocal cords vibrate. K is uh-huh. unvoiced. So apparently with blaggard, when you have a voice and unvoiced, they kind of uh, merge very easily. Acknowledge. 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 Yeah, you do kind of say that as a G, don't you? Acknowledge. I'm sorry. I don't. I say acknowledge. You say acknowledge? Yeah. I say acknowledge. I kind of say it as a G too, Kathy. Well, I don't acknowledge. (laughs) 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 Well, moving right along, since we could not answer satisfactorily, I think. I, I'm trying to look for more, but I don't know. Let's do an extra credit. Kath, do you want to throw the extra credit out? Okay, this is the the word is colonel, as in the military officer who ranks above a major. Oh, right. Colonel. Yes. But this is an interesting case with the L and the R. We were talking earlier last week about February, and L and R have a, have a very peculiar habit of switching around a lot, and that's what happened here. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
Well, so, of course, C- Colonel, C-O-L-O-N-E-L, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about this. I, I, I'm sure it'll be obvious once you describe more, but L and R switching places? Well, we have Colonello, or I can't pronounce it very well, in Italian. Colonello. Very Sorry. good. <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. <laughs> it sounds good. The French took it, and they substituted the uh, L for R, and it became Colonel. In French, the colonello, colonello, um, actually referred to the. Le- it comes from the word for column. I, I just want to say that's why the L is in there, and it referred to the leader of a column of soldiers. Oh, sure. This is apparently a very the dissimilation of R to L is a very common sort of thing. For example, in Latin, uh, peregrinus, um, which is like a, a, a pilgrim, becomes French pellegrin. And then, um, or Pellegrino in Italian, and then it came into English as Pilgrim. Huh. But the original L sound of Pilgrim was an R, and they switched. It's how they the, the words are spoken. They switch into very easily back and forth. Although the thing that gets me with Colonel, because as a kid, this word drove me insane. I mean, I, it really, it's like you look at it. When the word came to English from the French, the spelling of Colonel was adopted by both French and English. But the French changed the pronunciation to take to include the L, but English speakers kept the R. And you would mm-hmm. think that over time you would just say, you know, either colonel or or spell it coronel, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Yeah, but mm-hmm. we haven't we haven't done either. We have continued to say colonel. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting with the similarity of R and L. We have a friend who's Chinese, a Malaysian Chinese, and he said when he first came here, he really could not distinguish L and R. And he still has problems, hmm. which was just fascinating how we hear things. And then, you know, we were, you, I, we couldn't believe it. So then as a interesting little twist, he started pronouncing tones that he can hear amazingly clearly because, you know, Chinese is tonal language. And I could, for the life of me, he goes, you know, ba, ba, ba. And it was like they all sounded the same to me. And it's just so interesting how our ears learn sounds yes. in our own mm-hmm. languages. And then other sounds are weird. But Eleanor definitely switch a lot okay the next word is solemn as in i don't know i can't think of a sentence right now i'm busy thinking about colonel we are solemn I, I, about the language <laughs> about, about colonel yeah boy are <laughs> that's we. a really bad yeah. sentence <laughs> i don't know if we've ever been solemn on this show no <laughs> solemn s-o-l-e-m-n right Mm-hmm. Solemn, mm-hmm. and there are, there are a n- number of words that have that M N, and we just kind of drop that N sound. I mean, I, hymn, I guess. W- w- singing, a, mm-hmm. we could sing a solemn hymn. And here, like phlegmatic, the N that's silent in solemn solemnity. Yeah, but see, that makes sense though, because solemn comes from the Latin solemnis. When the M and the N were both pronounced, mm-hmm. what happened with solemn was the N got chucked out. So then suddenly you had solemn with without the IS, which forces the N pronunciation. So, you know, you just get solemn. But then when you have solemnity, it goes, it adds an N, you know, the ending to it. So then the N goes right back into being pronounced. The French mm-hmm. chucked the M a long time ago. I'm, I gotta tell you, the the more we speak, the more I'm like with the French. I'm like, go kids. I oh, like try, you. try other French spelling, Kathy. Try no, it. I won't. Good luck. Let, let so. me like live in my dream, Ross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, the next word 
Okay, what's the extra letter? This is really tough, Fletcher. This is a tough Fletcher. In the word almond. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say almond. You, you do? I really do, yeah. Uh, A-L-M-O-N-D. Uh, obviously, you're going to go with the L there. Uh, but mm-hmm. no, I, yes. I, I really do. I say almond. I mean, I guess it's a, it's there. You know, it's not, I guess I don't say almond, but almond, it's it's in there. Yeah. You kind of like hints, you, yeah, you're tickling it. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, right. yes, I'm, I'm tickling <laughs> it. Yes, I am. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you cute little thing. I say almonds, A-H-M-O-N-D, in effect. I do too, Kenny. How does your husband pronounce it? How does Randy pronounce oh, it? Oh, now, Ranzi, my husband, um, grew up in uh, Yuba City. That big berg in in California, agricultural country, and they grew them there. They all say almond. That's what I was going to say. Almond. Yeah. Yeah. Which drives me insane. I'm sorry. I I really don't like that. The interesting thing about almond is that the L was not, it was not, we were talking last week about, uh, you know, Latinization. The L does not come from Latin. In fact, in Latin, it was uh, amendula or amendula. And that came from the Greek amygdala, which is also the that part of your brain, the mm, fear mm-hmm. part of your amygdala. brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, the amygdala. Yes, amygdala, sorry. Yeah. yeah, amygdala, yeah. And so it doesn't have any L in it. And this is the cool thing. They think, they're not sure, it came from the Spanish almendra almond. And the Spanish threw the L in because of Arabic, because the uh, Moors had taken over a lot of Spain. And in Arabic, there's an A-L for like, uh, is, is a the. So they thought, like, you know, the almond would be almendra. Uh And that stuck in. And so we now have, um, it came to the French, old French, almond, and then it came into into English with an L, which has nothing to do with the Latins. Actually, then, we should be saying almond. Mm -hmm. Almond. In Arabic, it would be, yeah, I guess. Well, in Spanish, it's almendro, because we almost bought a house in almendros uh, in, uh, never mind. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, because a lot of Spanish words will have the uh, A-L in it, and that all, mostly comes from Arabic. Mm-hmm. Although Arabic, the word is los. I just realized it. For almonds? Yeah. Yeah, but the Spanish, the Spanish did it. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I live here. Let me tell you, they did it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just have to say, while I was looking this up, albacore comes from the Arabic, too. Yeah. Did you know that? El, uh, it's like uh, uh, milk cow or something, right? Cow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay, we're going to move on to Catherine and Ross's pet peeve number two. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Controller. Oh. What is the extra letter? <laughs> right. <laughs> because the word you're saying, I, I think, is spelled comptroller. Right? Yes. C O M P T R O L L E R. Pronounced controller. Right. So there's I, there's not so much a silent letter as two letters changing into another letter entirely. Yes. Very good. The M P turned into an N. Now, what the heck is the deal here? This is one of those cases where you just want to hit your head on a wall. Um, the word comes from the Middle English. I'm going to spell it C-O-U-N-T-E-R-O-L-L-E-R, meaning a person who checks a scroll Mm -hmm. copy. Okay. And that came from the French, uh, which also had the N, C-O-N-T-R-E-R-O-U-L-E, meaning a counter roll. It was like a scroll that you would go off. Okay, fine. And that actually is where the word controller comes from, which is great. 
But somehow people thought comptroller, I'm pronouncing it that way just to make it clear, came from the word, a French word for account. How, how do you pronounce that, Ross? Cult. Yeah, cult. Okay, so so because people thought, oh, it actually came from account, not the word meaning scroll copy or counter roll, they spelled it with the comp, comp troller. Count like the like the like the title count. See an account, an account, oh, an account, as an in account, as a in, business uh, account, count accountant. So the word yeah. you're saying is spelled C O M P T E. Right. Mm. right. Count in French is C-O-M-T-E. There's no P. Right. Okay. Count okay. Okay. The, okay. Uh, Lord. Yeah. So the so people thought it was people thought it came from that, not the other word. Oh, so it didn't actually come from that, but because they thought it came from that, they started spelling it with an M P instead of a T or with yes. seven N. Precisely. Goodness. And, and here we are today. <laughs> now, you know what? If you when you call up uh, like the controller at a university. Not that I'm calling a lot of them, but I definitely more often than not hear them pronounce their own office comptroller. Yeah, that's not that's not surprising. A lot of people do the spelling pronunciation. This one drove me up the wall as a kid because our dad, for some reason, do you remember that, Kathy? He was always talking yeah, I, about it. I do, I don't why. I do remember this. Do you? And he's always talking about a <laughs> yes. controller. And I remember looking a typical kid. You're you like you know they always say kids are so curious. I looked at one time the word and it was spelled comptroller. And our dad said controller, <laughs> but I should have then back then asked like, why are you saying controller and it's written comptroller? I never did. It took me, I guess, another 20 years to figure out the difference. Yeah. So, I just kind of like, like shrugged accepted. my shoulders in my head. You know <laughs> yeah. <what I> mean? <laughs> Actually, speaking of shrug shrugging our shoulders, this one is a really weird one. This is a controversial <laughs> yes, spelling. This, one is, this one's crazy. We can't figure it out. Okay. <laughs> it's the word is C O C O A, Coco. Coco. Okay. And what's the extra letter? C O C O A. I, I guess the A on the end. Well, Ross, you shouldn't have spelled it. That is so <laughs> well, Kathy, I, I gave it away, Annette. If it makes you feel better, I do know how to spell Coco. <laughs> I think Fletcher does. The, the real problem is we have a confusion between spellings as well. C-O-C-O, C-O-C-O-A, and C-O-C-A-O. And no, Fletcher, we're not going to talk about cacao. That, that's a different, different <laughs> that's thing. That's a different here. thing entirely. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is where it's a mess, an, an absolute mess. No one really knows what's going on. Kath, <laughs> you want to confuse this a little bit more? Yeah, okay. Um, some say that it started because those three words that Ross said, which are three different words, I want to say, that when Johnson's Dictionary, as in Samuel Johnson, was first printed, they had cocoa, C-O-C-O, which referred to the uh, coconut, coconut, ran next to C-O-C-O-A. And people thought they were this. This is really, I'm already ready to scream. People I thought know. they were the same word, which they are not. And then you had other people say, well, there never was an entry in Johnson's thing for cocoa, meaning coconut, but it had the cocoa, C-O-C-O-A, and chocolate, which referred to the cocoa tree, C-O-C-A-O. <laughs> As in currently cacao spelled with the C-A at the beginning. Oh, my God. There's basically, I, I, we could go on and on. There's basically 
no one really has any idea. Some people are blaming Johnson. Other people are not blaming Johnson. I think the bottom line is there's an A at the end, and we have no idea why. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the funny thing with this one was I never really thought of Coco. I mean, I knew it was spelled with the A at the end, and I never thought about the fact that why is there an A at the end? And now it's driving me crazy. I can't stop seeing that A. I know. I think we should deal with it like we dealt with Controller years ago. Just forget about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Okay, Fletcher, what's the middle day of the week? The middle of day the of, of the business week. Typically, you would say that that's Wednesday. Right. Wednesday. Yeah, that's what I'm at. That was the trick. Okay, Fletcher, what are the extra letters and extra syllables? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say, how did the two of you say that word? Can you say it? I say Wednesday. 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 Like there's Wednesday. no D in there at all? No. Actually, I don't. I, I say Woodenstock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <He> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly don't say Wednesday uh, as it's spelled, no. I guess. I, 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 get, I think I kind of slip that D in there a little bit when I say it. Wed- Wednesday. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm totally Wednesday. I'm, I'm W-E-N-Z day. You know? I am too. I am too. But Fletcher is closer to the Wodenstock, the Old English Woden's Day or Odin. Odin was the Nordic god for Mercury, and in Latin it was Mercury's Day. And Fletcher is very correct. Oh, I never so say like it, so like um in Spanish isn't it like miércoles or something? Yes, yes, because it's Mercury. Yeah, in French it's mercredi. Yeah. yeah, and this was a direct translation into in, into uh, Anglo-Saxon. They basically had the same god, but they, they called him Odin. The Latin guys called him Mercury. And so they switched it. Two things I want to say. First of all, back, even back in the 15th century, people t- made it like compacted. They contracted it. So it was much more Wednesday than the whole Woden's day, mm-hmm. A. And B, this is sort of sad. I feel kind of sorry for Odin. In Germany, they got rid of Odin. Yeah. <laughs> they dumped Odin. I know. Isn't it's that sad? sad? They <laughs> call it, it what? Mitwalk. Midweek. Poor guy. Okay, speaking of what are they doing, this is a spelling that really sort of got We were going to do it. But worldwide, the, this state has the most searches in, from the Philippines, Pakistan, India, the U.S., and Malaysia. How do you spell it? Why is it pronounced this way? That state, can you guess what that state is in the United States, Fletcher? Oh, we're talking about a state in the United it's States. It's in the Northeast. In the Northeast. It's a in the state Northeast. in the United States in the Northeast. Um, instinctively, I would want to say Massachusetts, but we're talking about silent letters here. So I think we're talking about Connecticut. Yes. Excellent. Although I always have problems spelling Massachusetts. That's the, yeah, that's add. the thing. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> right, exactly. I can't spell Connecticut either, though. I think I always look it up. Do you? I can spell Connecticut. Massachusetts slays Massachusetts, and I still have issues with Mississippi every now and then. It's actually easy. It's connect, I cut. Connecticut. Yeah. That's yeah. all you have to do. I should now. Yeah, it. it's not hard, Ross. So we have a we we have that silent C there. Where does the name come from? It's a Native American. It comes from the Hegan Pequot language. They say. Okay. That's one, and, it, and it, it means upon the long river. But there's apparently confusion because it's both Mohegan and Pequot have slightly different names for it. And one language has it Quonecticut, and then one has it Quinnecticut without the uh, C. 
But they're so, pretty close. You they know? are close. But the sea got chucked in there because of, of I think, Mohegan. The Pequots didn't have the, the C in it. So we ended up with a, a spelling closer to what one language calls it and a pronunciation closer to what another language calls it. Yes. And everyone's looking it up in the Philippines right now as we speak. <laughs> well, I don't... So... <laughs> I don't... Who... Why Connecticut, though? Also, what's going on in Connecticut that we need to know, know really about? I'm curious about that. <laughs> Okay, Kath, I just want to ask you something quickly, then we'll ask Fletcher. I'm sure you know it. This is one word that we have a different, another, another silent letter word. Um, Kath, what's the other word for a comb jelly, which I'm sure you know a lot about? Oh, uh, tenophore? Yeah. What, what? That's it, of course. What did you just say? A tenophore. Yeah, of course. What? <laughs> I, <laughs> Fletcher, how do you spell it? Did you say, <laughs> did you say tentophore? It's a tentophore. Tentophore? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's a it's a nematocyst. It's not Ross. <laughs> yeah. we, we better stop. What, what is going on? <laughs> it's a stinging cell. It's also called a nitocyte. Oh, sure. They're relatives to jellyfish. Can you guess the uh, I'm sure you you've encountered them frequently in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Can you spell this or not? <laughs> uh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm super familiar with this word tentafor. Tentafor. I okay, I I will be 100% honest, this is the first time I've ever heard this word in my life. I have no idea. What really? going <laughs> I, we were we were brought up on tentafor. It's actually to be a confession here. I think it's the first time all of us have ever. Actually, we beat you back. We beat you by two weeks. We beat you by a week or two in terms of knowledge. It's spelled C T E N T O P H O R E, and this was sort of interesting because comb jellies are relatives to jellyfish, but and they're all over the ocean, but they don't have stinging cells. And now here comes the second word: stinging cells in jellyfish are called nematocysts or something else. They're called nitocytes. Do you know how to spell nitocyte? Oh. <laughs> There's a silent letter it's in gotta, there. <laughs> There's a sil- what's a silent letter? Nitocyte. Nitocyte. It's got to be something at the beginning, right? Some some yep. some bizarre yep. you got it. Langu- or letter that just completely doesn't belong there. Well, I'll give you mm-hmm. a clue. Tentafor is spelled C-T-E-N-T-O-P-H-O-R-E. Uh-huh. So now you have a stinging cell of a <laughs> jellyfish, and it's pronounce nitocyte and can you can you guess the pronunciation the spelling sure it starts with a c you guys of course (laughs) (laughs) duh (laughs) how else would it be spelled am i right or am i right (laughs) Uh, uh, okay okay what (laughs) these are all greek words and they have a uh, a uh, key like dena and and the c was transliterated into an, uh, uh, I mean, the ch sound was translated to a C wow. in uh, in English. But, but I never heard of that before. <laughs> no, and nitocyte with a C-N is great. I just love that. I'm going to use There's it There's something someday. about how that looks. It's like it does. C-N-I-D-O-C-Y-T-E. Oh. Just, there's something about it that just like speaks to me. It's <laughs> it the Greek. Too. It's the Greek. I know. <laughs> I know. If you had asked me to spell that all the way out, I think I would have gotten about four letters right of the entire word. Yeah. 
These are definitely the kind of words that those poor kids in the script spelling <laughs> yeah. be end up I know. with. And they yeah. know them. They, they spell them. <laughs> I know. Them. They, they do. <laughs> no, I would have never <laughs> guess did a site with a C. I mean, that's like nothing. Tend to, I think I'm going to change the spelling of my name. Kathy should be like K-T-A-T-H-Y. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. But it'll be a silent T, not a silent <laughs> K. <laughs> You're Saying It Wrong is part of the NPR Network and is produced in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas by me, Fletcher Powell. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Armia, Spain. Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. Torrin Anderson composed our theme music and our digital team is Beth Golay, Kate Hutchins, and Carly Cooper. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can email me at powell at kmuw.org or email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com. You can find all of their books pretty much anywhere you get books, and a handful of them are also available on audiobook, read by the authors themselves. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.